Hey guys, this is Aaron from Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. We hope you had a terrific Thanksgiving holiday. <laughs> we sure did. In fact, we were all still under the influence of our tryptophan overdose and were unable to record this week. Well, not ones to leave you hanging, we're giving you a few new things, such as another all-new, excellent Mikey Mason tune, which you can purchase at his website, MikeyMason.BandCamp.com. Now, we know you guys have been wondering whatever happened to Star Trek Aegean, our Star Trek RPG actual play show. That's still going to happen but in 2013. To give you a taste of how awesome that will be, we've included the original Aegean theme written and performed by Mark Andrew Pope with voiceover by Gary Layton. It's pretty cool. But you're sitting there saying, yeah, Aegean's great and all that, but fuck Aegean. I want my Rainsboro, you motherfucking cocksucking motherfucker. What about that, bitch? What if I were to tell you that a Rainsboro holiday special is coming your way for December? And if that ain't enough, we've included some seasonally appropriate best of sound bites from previous episodes. We hope you enjoy this 170th episode and very first clip show of Funny Books. We'll be back next week with all fresh content. Thanks. Yeah, I, I used to work at a bank. Literally, without a doubt, the worst job I've ever had. Not because it was at a bank, but because it was some of the worst people I've ever worked with. I mean, it was like the Mose Eisley bar. You know, <laughs> you worked at the Mose Eisley bank. Exactly. Mose Eisley bank. You'll never see a larger collection of scum and villainy than you know, at Tarrant <laughs> Bank. It was it was awful. I was I was out of college. And I was, actually I was doing a little bit of night school at the time, but I was like finishing up my last three hours. So I was working at the bank and I was looking for a full-time job and I went and interviewed and they said, yeah, you know, uh, we'll, we can't start you full-time, but, uh, you know, within a month we'll, 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 you know, have you at a full, you know, 30 plus hours. I'm like, okay. And the question I asked, you know, cause I'd never worked in a bank before prior to that I'd, I'd worked retail and I said, you know, what's the dress code? What do I wear? And I was wearing a pair of dockers and a sweater that day and they said, oh, what you're wearing is fine. Okay. Time goes by, and of course, they don't make good on their promise to make me full-time. I've been there you know, 90 days, and I was still working part-time, which at a bank particularly sucks because you don't get paid for the bank holidays. Mm-hmm. There's tons of bank holidays, so if you're part-time, you know, fuck you. But the way they made it up to me, this is very generous of them, we'll let you work Saturdays those weeks. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Yay! Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one day the, one of the VPs comes in and he sees me and he sees what I'm wearing and, and you know, scowls and makes a comment to my boss. And my boss calls me over and they said, hey, uh, you know, VP guy over there, he'd like you to wear a belt. And those were back in the days I didn't wear a belt. I was, you know, a much smaller Aaron. And <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I'm wearing what I wore the day you hired me and you said this was fine. He goes, yeah, yeah, but he'd like you to wear a belt. And so this is where I turned into Dick Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I said, well, you know, you guys haven't made me full time. Belts are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I see belts all the time and you know, that they're, they're quite pricey. And they, they, they became very uncomfortable with this line of discussion. And they said, well, how long do you think it would take you to save up for a belt? And I said, probably a month. 
and they're like, okay, so month comes, you know, and as, as the day is approaching, like now need to remind you tomorrow you're supposed to be wearing a belt. And I'm like, you know, that's great. You know, I've been shopping around. I think I found a really nice one. (laughs) (laughs) So the day that I'm supposed to be wearing a belt, I come in, I want to paint you a picture, wearing a pair of Dockers, penny loafers, sweater, and a belt with a great big silver rodeo belt buckle. <laughs> the back of the belt says Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell me, you don't have to wear a belt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> with Aaron, Polly, Tim, and Wayne. I'm Aaron. I'm Polly. This is Wayne. And this is Tim. I am stuffed to the gills with turkey and pie. We, uh, at our Thanksgiving dinner, which we had at the in-laws this year, we had turkey, we had mac and cheese, like homemade mac and cheese, and then there were green bean casserole and like six different sides. Mm Mm-hmm. All I had was turkey and mac and cheese twice. <laughs> I just, I was like, I, I had my sights set on them, and I ate them like a like a pig. It was delicious. <laughs> the the <laughs> traditional mac and cheese. I believe that was one of the dishes that the Indians brought. <laughs> <laughs> I think so as well. You and call it they, mac and cheese. We call it Easy Mac. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a question. Does anyone actually like green bean casserole? Because every year somebody brings a green bean casserole and no one ever touches a green bean casserole ever. I was the only one who didn't touch it. But apparently green bean casserole is what you ask the person who doesn't know how to cook. That's to right. Bring. Yeah, because it requires two cans of green beans, a can of cream of mushroom soup and some of that fried onion stuff. See, if they just leave it out and make it the green beans, it'd be better. And then they don't even have to cook that. Wayne, just send me your green bean casserole. I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> yeah, FedEx it overnight. Now, <laughs> you know, my wife made a uh, – uh, she made homemade cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, I am hardcore, and I know Jeff Parker frowns on such things. You know, I'm a hardcore – you know, my cranberry sauce has to be shaped like a can. I have to say, you know, we had them side by side, and while the the homemade cranberry sauce was very nice, prefer the stuff out of a can. How, how do you know what type of cranberry sauce Jeff Parker likes? Because on Twitter he was he was fussing at people who uh, uh, weren't making their own cranberry sauce. Ah, you know? gotcha. And I was reading him on Thanksgiving Day, and he had a whole diatribe about it. And I'm like, you know, Jeff Parker, you know, I love you, but you're wrong. Ocean spray cranberry sauce shaped like a can, so you can you can slice it. Um, that's the way to go. And you put that mother right on top of your you got your scent, you got your piece of bread, you got your 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 turkey, you got a little bit of cornbread dressing, and then that relish got cranberry sauce goes right on top of there. Next part of the sandwich, you got you got yourself some eat in there. It's There's just something unnatural about can shaped food, though. <laughs> 
Now, it's unnatural, but so right. It's better <laughs> living through science. Now, here's here's another uh, pro tip from me. If, uh-huh. if I if, if this is a cooking in general, if I take it out of a can and or put it in a microwave or put it in the oven, I made that. <laughs> okay. Nobody else did that. I did. Before that, not edible. So there you go. Make your own. I did. I took it out of the can. Prepare Suck it. by Tim. <laughs> I smushed it down so it's not in that can shape. There Tim, you go. Tim is the next Food Network star. <laughs> you set that on two minutes. In four episodes. This is pizza. This is raviolis. This is mac and cheese. This is ramen noodles. <laughs> and the, the Thanksgiving special. <laughs> I recommend when you put that in the microwave, put a couple of fork holes in the top of the cellophane. <laughs> Two minutes on high. <laughs> now the key to microwaving a hot pocket is slow and steady. <laughs> and while we cook this, we're gonna pound a couple beers. That's right. <laughs> I'm afraid to hear how you cooked your turkey. It, it was called a DiGiorno pizza. <laughs> now maybe if you followed me on Twitter, Wayne, you'd know that I had a five cheese stuffed crust DiGiorno pizza. For I follow you on time. Twitter. I just read Twitter. Well, now I've told everybody. That was my Thanksgiving dinner, and it was glorious. <laughs> we typically glorious. do two dinners. We do one with uh, the wife's family, and then we do one back at our house. And the one for our house, I got a uh, got a turkey, put it in the smoker midnight the night before, smoked it about nine hours, and pulled it out, and it was just absolutely beautiful. That sounds good. So turkey crazy. over at her family, dry as every year. <laughs> I, I got so that's why you have a separate Thanksgiving dinner. You're like, we're gonna have Thanksgiving dinner here, but it's gonna suck. So we're gonna do our own after, like stopping at Wendy's on the way back from someone's house. <laughs> well, normally, normally we bring my family up and we do the dinner with my family here. But my parents were off in Kansas City with my uh, my sister this year. So this year really was that was really the case. It's a we're going to go over there and have that Thanksgiving dinner. Well, I want a good one, so we're going to do our own, too. You are a Thanksgiving snob, Wayne. Well, it, well you know, it's uh, it's Wayne's spiteful Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner is my favorite meal of all time, though. Turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing. You can't get better than that. What, what kind of stuffing do you make, Wayne? Uh, this year, we just did stovetop. Usually we tend to just do stovetop. Are, are we really having a stuffing conversation on a comic book podcast? Well, you know, it's important. I'm, I'm hardcore cornbread uh, dressing, so I was just trying to see, you know, what Camp Wayne was in. Just trying to find out, Paul. Just trying to find out a little bit about people I podcast with. God! God. Christ <laughs> on a bike. Let's talk about some comics. <laughs> I'd had enough of rubber masks. Holograms of flash bombs and machine made fog. I'd had enough of those meddling kids and the stupid talking dog. I found my deliverance. Prison library hidden in an ancient tome. I found the words that would grant my vengeance. Rouse the old 
ones from their
out the owner of the old hotel? Well, that was me. And I created this elaborate plot to entice the Mystery Inc. game into my grasp. And sure, they managed to stop the great Cthulhu from leaving his slumbering depths under the waves. And I went back to prison, silently awaiting the return of my master to devour my unworthy soul. And Shaggy was mostly okay after some extensive counseling. Of course, this only happened after Scooby lost a leg in one of their late-night food orgies. Turns out Shaggy had a taste for the dog meat. <laughs> they don't talk anymore. Even Daphne made it out alive, though it looked like she was a goner. That cursed Davy Jones ran into a peculiar text while searching for Velma's glasses. Damn his silky, smooth voice and dreamy good looks. The book showed her how to revive the dead by reducing them to their vital essences and reconstructing them through ritual magic. This involved Velma fleeing Daphne while she was still barely alive and wearing her skin like a flesh mask. She's institutionalized now. Davy used to visit her once in a while, but it got too depressing. Fred is still plucking away at mysteries with Daphne, too oblivious to realize no one was wearing a rubber mask and stupid enough to believe the child in her womb is actually his. That's an episode of Mori I can't wait for. Wait till he sees the tentacles. <laughs> I swore that I would break you. I gave my soul to Cthulhu. Last week, we were talking about the Marvel uh, Ultimate series, Ultimate uh, Mystery, in which, you know, we, we talked a lot about Spider-Man and his lady clone, Spider-Woman, who is a, a clone of him, but is of the opposite gender. And, you know, thinking about that conversation that we had last week, I, I started to wonder, you know, if there is an opposite gender clone of yourself, would you have sex with it? Tim? No. <laughs> no why not tim why okay so here's here's my logic behind this if it's okay. a clone of me uh-huh. it has the same mother and father right uh-huh so if a if it has the same mother and father and it's a, and it is a female it would be like a sister right well i suppose that's one way to look at it that's my that's my logic behind saying no but so okay i just want to clarify so you're saying you wouldn't have sex with your sister either no Weird. Because <laughs> I know Paul's totally into that. No, but <laughs> but I would totally have sex with a clone of myself that was a female. The problem is, it, unless that clone of myself had shit taste in men, she wouldn't have sex with me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I would be the Isaac Newton of my clone. <laughs> would your kid come up like a deviant with scales and one eye I, I don't understand I'll, I'll wear a rubber Tim I'm not going to knock up my clone <laughs> that's oddly thoughtful <laughs> <laughs> Paul is nothing if not thoughtful I, I am a thoughtful MFer. yeah that's true that's true well you know I, I was thinking about it and I, and I think I would because first look at me I'm amazing um, so, you know, of course my, my opposite gender clone is going to be hot. And, and so, yeah, absolutely I'd do that. And, and I, w- I would string her along 
until such time as I needed to harvest her organs. So uh, that is how I would play that. That's a great <laughs> idea. I totally didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you keep her around, you know, and, uh, you know, you hopefully, you know, that whole cloning thing works that, you know, you kind of know her interests and, you know, you string her along until such time as you need her pancreas. And how do you plan to uh, get her pancreas out of her? Are you going to slip your clone a roofie? Well, yeah. And, you know, come on. They're not real people. They're just clones. They're property. <laughs> they don't have souls. So, exactly. Exactly. You you made them in a test tube, for crying out loud. They're not people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, there's not a whole lot of difference between a clone and the fleshlight. Let's be honest. It's a good so, point. That is a an, very good point. It's another classy tip from Aaron Head, people. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like, have you ever seen that, that family guy? Where Stewie clones himself? Uh, I don't believe I have. No. And he calls it, he, well, he made his clone a little dumber than he was. Yeah. And so he calls his clone Bitch Stewie. <laughs> 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 so I, I would totally rock the Bitch Paul. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what we would call her Bitch Paul. Bitch Paul. Bitch Paul. Hey, Bitch Paul. <laughs> Get me a beer. <laughs> uh, misogynist. Now. Yeah, you always have to throw that on there, Paul. Now. Now. Do. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, good like stuff. It. Okay. Would it be considered uh, a threesome with your wife then? Would that con- well, technically be considered a threesome? Because it's you, you, and her. You, you, and your wife, right? You know what? It wouldn't be. I, I, it, it's. I don't see how it could possibly be considered a threesome. There are l- literally only two beings with souls in that bed. That's right. It, uh, when you when you bring the vibrator in, Tim, is that considered a threesome? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in see, theory, see, he can't answer the question. <laughs> the Lorandus Sector, our new frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Aegean. Her ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. I want to clear something up for you bastards that were on last week who didn't think I would answer the question about whether I would sleep with my own clone. He's going to hang up. We had one person say to hang up. We had one person say that I'd give wishy-washy answers. 
So let's do the math on this. A clone of me is going to be a redhead, which is just plain hot. You don't get hotter than a redhead. It's going to be a genetically duplicate. So there's going to, it's not going to be overweight like me. It's going to be in shape. And all of this, it's your sister bullshit. No, it didn't come out of your mother. It wasn't created by your father. It's a genetic duplicate. It's a thing to be used and used and used. Hell yeah, I would sleep with my clone. She would be hot. She would have my memory, so she would know what I like. You don't get better than sleeping with your own clone. Why, why do well, I don't I know about like... the rest of you, but I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, like I'm that, not uncomfortable at all. I kind of think that Wayne had that speech repaired since, like, ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's like, I, I just want someone to ask me the question. <laughs> I, I, re- I, respect, I respect your answer, Wayne, and... Uh, I mean, I agree. Like, if I if I had a, a female or male clone of myself, I would I would sleep with it, and you know, I'd sleep with your clone too. <laughs> my clone, my clone would be pretty hot, so I mean, I can understand that. There would be a line, but I would be in front of the line. Bitch Wayne, bitch Wayne would be hot. <laughs> Damn straight. What's the point in having a clone if it's not hot? I I agree. I agree. Now, would you harvest her organs when it was time? Well, if you have cloning ability, you could clone more and just have an organ farm. You don't harvest the one you're having sex with. I I agree. You know, but maybe, you know, she ages out and, you know, blooms off the rose, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If she's, or, like, you know, if she's in her 30s or 40s, then, yeah, harvest some organs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe she I'd falls be, in love with you. I, I'd, no, be, I'd be honest with the, uh, with the clones and let them know what they're all about. You know, I'm like, hey, you guys are spare parts. You're my fleshlight. Uh, just remember it's all fun and games until the clone girlfriend starts acting like your wife then you gotta dump her not dump her harvest her organs hello and welcome to funny books with aaron Polly, tim and wayne i'm aaron i'm Polly. this is wayne and this is tim well we are less than a week Till Christmas Day. So all you guys got your Christmas shopping done? No. <laughs> Was I supposed to start already? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting most of mine today. Today is the big day. No. I'm mostly done. I'm mostly done. I have a few odds and ends to pick up, but I'm mostly done. But I have to say, every year I more and more do the lion's share of my shopping online. It's just not Christmas if I don't have to rush out to Walgreens because it's the only store open to buy a last-minute Christmas gift. Here, honey, that's shaving cream. <laughs> say, that's some shit Christmas gift. <laughs> and a bottle of NyQuil. <laughs> the toilet paper. <laughs> Walgreens has all kinds of interesting gifts that you can get. Never had to resort to shaving cream or anything. <laughs> you get, get like, you sl- you get like slippers and fleeces and little fountains that do water. A TV magazine. <laughs> a novel. <laughs> well, you know, they did used to sell those Spider-Man mangas there, so yeah, yeah, you get that. those there. It was the, it was the night before Christmas, and all through the cast. <laughs> Only Tim and Paul were stirring. Everyone else was on their ass, basically. So, um, Wayne is traveling this week. Andrew, you know, Andrew's Andrew. And uh, Aaron apparently lost his internet connection last night, and because of something called Christmas... His cable company won't come out till Monday to fix it. That's a very Scrooge-like interpretation of the uh, working calendar. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I don't understand. 
It's it's still it's only Christmas Eve. It's Saturday. They could come today. Saturday's a working day. Yeah, I mean Bob Cratchit put in a good ten hours on Christmas Eve. What the hell? Yeah, look what happened to him. He ended up happy. Ish. Ish. <laughs> so we are recording this on Christmas Eve. You know, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably the day after Christmas. But yep. catching slack from the wives. Yes. Yes. Well, no, my my wife is taking a nap. That's how I got out of the the catching crap thing. Oh well, mine got it in because she knew she wasn't going to be up in time. It's like you tell them that you're you're podcasting on Christmas Eve, and I'm not happy. Okay. Done and done. Yep, there I'm not happy either. So <laughs> I got that in common. Uh, why are you unhappy, Tim? I don't know. Christmas is always a bummer for me. Uh, Christmas shouldn't be a bummer. Christmas is a happy time. I'll tell you what, though. Um, the, the, the office went all out to try to uh, infuse Christmas spirit into everybody. We uh, there, was a, there was a gingerbread building contest, Paul. Okay. And, uh, my boss, my boss, and I were kind of hyper competitive. If we decide we're going to do something, we want to try to win. So they gave us all these little like model gingerbread house kits, and uh, we said forget that. And we made we made a like foot tall Mayan temple of gingerbread. <laughs> a Mayan temple of gingerbread. Mm-hmm. It, the OCD was kicking in because we were sorting out nerds by color so we could make the pavement look better. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> That was the most productive, you know, 15 hours of my work week last week. <laughs> that was the most productive 15 hours of work all year. Mm-hmm. And it worked. We won. Well, sort of. Really? It was kind of like the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it was kind of like the Rose Bowl. It's like best original concept we won because everybody else just made a house. And then it was like best traditional. So it was like everybody's a winner. Uh, and I'm like... I don't know how I feel about that, but nobody had a larger structure than we did, so I I take that as a win. <laughs> Ours was the most American. Bigger is better. Aaron <laughs> would agree because he lives in Texas. This is and true. I, and I won I won the letter to Santa, so I got I got a uh, a gift card from Santa because yeah, Santa came into work, <laughs> um, and uh, so I got I got money off towards uh, comic books because that's what I asked for. I asked for a. As for a gift certificate to uh, uh, my comic book store, sure enough. So, all right, so here's the thing. If I get a gift certificate to my comic shop, I always debate, am I going to blow it all by buying extra shit, or am I just going to use it for my weekly haul for like a month? Mm-hmm. So what are you planning to do with your your winnings? The latter. The latter. Yeah, because by the time I – I was looking around, I was trying to figure out what I – you know, what kind of special thing I wanted, and that's like – I don't really have any burning desire for any of these trade paperbacks I'm looking at, so it's like, well, that's, you know, a month of comics, so let's just do that. There you go. You know, I actually tried building a gingerbread house earlier this week. Um, I bought one of those pre-boxed, pre-made gingerbread kits, Uh and um, so the freaking thing came out of the box broken. Like, the two sides of the house were both broken in half. Oh, like it was sent by FedEx? No, no, like, I mean, I bought it at Target. Okay. You know, and, and so each piece of the house comes separate, and you use the frosting on it and put it together and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, the two sides of the house were both snapped in half. And so, But I, I was like, ah, that'll be fine. I'll put them together with frosting. Okay. Let me tell you, it was not fine. <laughs> so the house stood up. As soon as I put on the roof, the thing collapsed. I mean, collapsed, crumbled into pieces. It was It was... It was much like the Mayan civilization, really. 
It, it was awful. I mean, it, it, I was so frustrated. I was hoping, you know, this would be a happy Christmas activity, but the damn thing just fell apart. So don't buy your Christmas car. Don't buy your uh, gingerbread houses at Target. As as an award winning cake decorator, I can kind of sort of say no. I, I, what I'll say is that uh, we had to use we had to use a cardboard structure to hold up the Maya temple. Ah, uh, yeah, I should have thought of that something like that. I just figured if I add more frosting, it'll stick together better. No, 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 it didn't work. It's not load bearing frosting. <laughs> Apparently, it is not super glue frosting. So besides besides failing at uh, gingerbread construction, what else did, what have you been up to? Well, um, you know, getting ready for the holiday. Uh, I'm actually recording in my office, and in my office is where my Christmas trees are. We have two Christmas trees and uh, tons of gifts. And my wife tortures me because she doesn't wrap my gifts. She puts them in bags with tissue paper. And let me tell you, bags with tissue paper, they're really freaking easy to peek into. But I'm trying not to. I am really trying not to peek into the bags and find out what I got for Christmas. But it's like if you had just wrapped it, I wouldn't unwrap a gift to peek in. But, I mean, it's in a bag. I can just take out the tissue paper and stick it back in, and no one will be the wiser. It seems fairly lazy of her. (laughs) You know, if you look at my gifts, they're all wrapped. If you look at her gifts, there's like 20 bags. (laughs) <laughs> she went crazy at the dollar store and apparently bought out half of their bag selection, I guess. Well, that's my move. I don't like wrapping. It's going in the gift bag. I don't mind wrapping. It just depends on on whether I like you or not, really. <laughs> if I want to put the effort into your gift, I will wrap it. I'll tell you right now, Paul, when you ship my gift, you don't have to wrap it. That's okay. Business cards, you don't have to wrap. It's cool. That's true. I, I individually wrap them. Oh, nice. That. That that shows a touch of uh, insanity right there. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's classy. When you hand them out, you can just hand them out pre-wrapped. Look, individually wrapped. No one has individually wrapped business cards. That's Not true. even American Psycho. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.